0: Uh, Hi, I'm uh, Krille. I play bass in the Power Paladin, and you are watching Metal on Loud.
1: Thank you very much for
0: joining the podcast, man. No problem. How are things in your world? Pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for the album coming out, finally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming real soon now. Yeah, seventh uh, of January, I believe.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty fast. I've been listening to it all week, and uh, I must say, I was surprised by it. It's uh, it really blew me away. Okay, that's good to hear. Thank you. Yeah, how long have you been working on this album?
0: Um. Well, we started recording the, we started recording it sometime during 2018, and um, it was some kind of a slow burn until uh, like like we kept putting it off. We kept saying like, okay, we're just gonna play this one one gig, and then we're gonna fo- focus on the, on the album. But uh, then we never did until the uh, pandemic hit, which obviously meant that we couldn't play gigs or really do anything anymore but that was kind of a blessing in disguise for us because it allowed us us to really focus on the album. So, uh, during like the latter half, like, uh, winter and spring 2020, we finished, uh, all of the instrumental recordings. And then over the summer, we, uh, finished the vocal recordings and, um, and it was, mixed and mastered during the next winter and uh, it was early February, I believe, that it was, we received the final master.
1: The reason why I ask uh, how long you worked on this is because it sounds really polished.
0: Yeah, the thing is that uh, Inky, our our lead guitarist, and uh, Piatni, our keyboard player, they are both actually educated sound engineers, so uh, Mm -hmm. we had all the knowledge in-house, so to speak.
1: Yeah. It already says in the in the press release that uh, you guys are from Iceland, uh, yeah. uh, which is a, a dark country with a lot of extreme metal. How did you choose power metal?
0: Well, we just we all love power metal, I guess. I mean, we, we've all been friends for a long time, and um, me and uh, me and Kali are drummer and uh, Inke are guitarist. We we've been in a, a couple of other power metal bands before, mm-hmm. and then. Um, when our last band broke up, uh, Achtle, our singer he had been um, just he had been writing a lot of lot of power metal had a lot of material sort of. and so yeah, we jumped on board and uh, yeah, just we, we just really wanted to make power metal, I guess.
1: For the longest time, uh, I've been a bit uh, tired of power metal because it has all these cliches, these uh, these typical things. Yeah. and uh, listening to this album, Uh, I can check a lot of boxes, but still it's different.
0: (laughs) The thing is we we like intentionally kind of play with these cliches because I mean, as you said, power metal is, it's so riddled with cliches, so we we kind of embrace it. It's like, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of like, it's really funny and absurd, silly music, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of what makes it fun. Yeah. So instead of like trying, Oh no, we can't do that. That's, that's too cliche or it's too typical we, we tend to like more like lean into it like try try to make it even more so
1: yeah usually when you think power metal uh, the first thing you think is dragons it's on the cover i think eagles yeah. it's in the song wings. <laughs> swords <laughs> oh yeah yeah what is uh power metal to you exactly
0: well it's um it's fast it's kind of overjoyous, kind of manic, and it's about fantasy and it doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm
1: -hmm. Those
0: are very important things.
1: Um, I think what you added here is uh, uh, another layer, uh, and it's sheer musicality, I think. Thank you. Yeah. There's uh, some uh, material on this album that, uh, even though it's absolutely power metal, it sounds much deeper. For some reason, that's why I asked for your roots. Uh, what do you listen to when you're at home? Is it just power metal, or is it more?
0: I mean, me personally, I, I I mean, I started when I was a teenager just with Iron Maiden. I just listened to nothing but Iron Maiden for like a couple of years, and then I got into power metal, and from there I branched out into like the rest of metal, basically like black metal and death metal and stuff like that. But I I mean, I also listen to, I mean. Quite a lot of non-metal music, obviously, but I mean, for for the band in general, I think I mean our our biggest influences are like these like early two thousands power metal bands like like uh, Hammerfall and Rhapsody and Blind uh, Guardian. But I mean, we're all we're influenced from from all over the place. I mean, we're all we're all a little bit into death metal and black metal and stuff like that. So it's not like we we listen to power metal exclusively. Any of us. Mm-hmm.
1: No, uh, this album, uh, usually power metal is um, full speed ahead, a uh, thousand miles per hour. Uh, mm-hmm. Here there's nuance, there's um, uh, different melodies, there's uh, slower parts.
0: I really enjoy that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, for me personally, one of, when one of the pit, like one of the prop pitfalls that power metal bands often turn into is that when because it's always so fast and the, the double double pace is always going and it just kind of it's flat. You need, you need like you need the slow bits to to make the fast bit fast. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that was something that we consciously tried to avoid.
1: There's also a, a little uh, storytelling going on on this album. It seems uh, with uh, the little uh, uh, intros to the songs.
0: Yeah, I mean those are those are kind of like as I mentioned earlier. Those just kind of playing with these clichés. Like we we. Uh, like I think it's after, before ever, more or less, this, there's this bit where there's like a creaking door and footsteps and all that, we were just kind of like, we had finished recording for a day, we were just sitting around and all getting kind of drunk, and we were like, hey, we need like an interlude, right? <laughs> so, although it may seem like we're just, we're telling a story, it's, it's really just a case of we thought it would be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you, you fooled me there. Uh, I really thought it was <laughs> like, uh storytelling going on there—it's
0: <laughs> the illusion of storytelling, I guess.
1: <laughs> I like that. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Would you ever consider uh, doing something like that uh, to make a, an album in a, a whole theme?
0: I mean, not really. That's not really what what we're about. I think. I mean, we, we most of our songs are. Like they're not really about any specific story; they are more about the mood and the theme. Like um, Into the Forbidden Forest is about a party of adventurers who are delving into this evil dungeon, which is like mm. a huge cliché or trope in fantasy and power metal. But it's it's not about any specific story, so I think it's 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 hard for us to to make a concept album or a, or a story-driven album because. We're not. We are more writing about like the vibe, the theme. You know,
1: you cannot uh, make this kind of music, I think, uh, without having at least a little knowledge of the the fantasy genre. So, uh, where it comes to that, um, how much of the genre do you like? Where are your favorites?
0: Uh, I mean. Personally I'm I'm always reading something. I mean, more often than not, it's it's fantasy or sci-fi. Uh mm-hmm. right now I'm reading a book called uh, Revelation Space, which is fantastic. But uh, I think I like fantasy literature is is obviously like a huge influence on on our writing and our lyrical themes. I mean we have uh you have Dark Crystal, which is uh that that's uh, that's about the um that eighties really weird Jim Henson puppet movie. Mm-hmm. And then um, so. <laughs> we have a couple of references to um, Blanton Sanderson's Stormlight archives uh, series on the only album. Yeah. So, I mean, we're all, we into this stuff basically. Yeah.
1: I caught those as well. Uh, I'm a big fan of Sanderson. I think I have them uh, all here behind me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I look at your uh, pictures uh, for um, uh, this album, the press pictures, most of them, you're not smiling. <laughs> and that's really? very atypical to a
0: power metal band. <laughs> I had really thought about that before. I think we're smiling in most of them. but
1: I think uh, the, there's one, uh, and that's the one that they picked for the Atomic Fire uh, press release.
0: Yeah, is is that the one in in front of the uh, church, sort of? The church, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that photo is actually like a lot like it's it's this um, Catholic church down in Reykjavik, and it's it's like this big Gothic monstrosity, and a lot of black metal bands have done photos in front of there, like wearing their hoodies and being all grim, you know, and in black and white. So we thought, like, let's let's do a really happy photo there instead.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I got that as well, and I like that. Um... But if I look at your video, for instance,
0: um, you also seem very serious. Yeah, the thing was, um, the, we, we shot that video. Um, originally, the plan was that Craven would be the first single for the album. But we ran into prob- trouble that we had already released Craven. So um, both the uh, splash wouldn't be as much for people because People had heard before. And also they were worried that the uh, like the Spotify algorithms and wouldn't consider the new release so it wouldn't get into playlists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So at the last second, they turned Righteous Fury into the first first um first single. But we had already planned a video shoot for Craven, and that was like a big uh, like a green screen thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then at the last second, they like, hey, can you like do a Righteous Fury one? So yeah. we had just spent 14 hours doing the um the video for Craven. And then we spent uh, like 90 minutes doing the Righteous Fury one, which was originally just supposed to be like, a, like kind of like a playthrough video. So we're just mm-hmm. kind of like standing there and playing, which, so it would have been made more sense that we would have released like this big action production thing. And then the kind of relaxed playing video. So we actually got quite a few comments, like, this is kind of a weird video, like this is a very intense song. And you're just standing there and your drummer looks unhappy yeah. She was exhausted but <laughs> it was the,
1: the first thing i saw of you guys um when i got uh the, the the name from atomic fire that's there available would you like to interview them i went to the website and i saw images from that video i thought hmm band name looks power metal video doesn't look power metal <laughs> oh. what's going on
0: <laughs> uh, the Craven video will be out in a couple of weeks that's going to be very power metal, i think <laughs> I'm looking forward to that.
1: Um, I've seen many reviews uh, of you guys playing live and um, I'm really curious, uh, what does your live set look like?
0: Well, um, I mean, we when we started out, we kind of like discussed whether we should do like the whole like costumes thing that a lot of power metal bands are doing these days. And we just thought, I mean, we would, Probably get tired of it after three gigs, so we 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 took a like pretty conscious decision to just kind of do a kind of down to earth, just a metal band doing a gig kind of thing. I mean, we don't have a lot of there's there's nothing. It's just a as I said, just a very basic metal gig. So uh, I mean, we tried to be as energetic and and fun as possible and. uh, Atle is a fantastic frontman. And, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if there's an equipment problem between songs, he can basically go into a stand up routine for a couple of minutes. So it's just basic, but fun and energetic, I think.
1: Energy is very important in a live set. Um, how do you handle crowd interaction,
0: for instance? I mean, it's. Uh, it's usually just pretty organic. I mean, um, uh, Achtli, as, as I said, he's a, like a fantastic frontman and like has like just a huge knack for this stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we we never plan anything like, oh, here you're gonna ask them to do a pit or anything. But yeah, it's just Achli doing his thing mostly, I think, and he's really good at it. This is a really uh, sing-along metal, so uh,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, you originally started out as just Paladin. Uh, why okay. the name change?
0: Uh, when we first started playing, we we saw that we were just like throwing names around. We saw that there was no active metal band called Paladin, and we thought that is a fantastic name for a power metal band. Yeah. But then, uh, when we were about done with the album, we uh, some guys in Atlanta in in the US apparently thought the same thought and had formed. And so like uh, they, they had released an album in 2018, uh, this, this American band called Paladin. Would, and they're also kind of a power metal band, so it would, it would have been extremely confusing that there were two Paladins. Yeah. So we just kind of ended up, we, we wanted to add something to the name because we kind of wanted to keep what recognition we had. So just, mm-hmm. I mean, we threw through around words like Turco Paladin was in there for a while and, and it ended up with Power Paladin. It just sounds nice.
1: It not, not only sounds nice, but it also uh, tells a little bit about what's in the package, and it adds yeah. to the cheese factor. And <laughs> yeah, <that's good>. exactly. <laughs> um, I looked at your uh, tour agenda, and there's one date in there, and that's in December. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you guys have plans?
0: Are you still planning things? <clears throat> well, it's um, it's a little bit hard to plan right now with the pandemic, obviously, but but yeah. also um, we. Uh, we're still kind of reeling from all the attention and positive positive um reception that we've been getting from the album so we haven't really just been planning much longer than until the album gets out um we are we haven't nailed anything concrete down but we are hoping to play i mean a couple of festivals in, on mainland europe uh, this summer but it is kind of hard i mean we're living on a rock in the north atlantic it's, it's not like I mean, if we were in Germany or something, we'd hop on a bus for 8 hours and be basically anywhere in mainland Europe. So uh, we're definitely planning some gigs in Europe, but uh, nothing concrete yet.
1: Okay. You do have uh, an awesome new uh, record label, uh, Atomic Fire, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. which must be very exciting for you.
0: Oh, yeah. They've been fantastic, honestly, just so professional and nice and,
1: yeah, yeah. I've known those guys uh, for a while uh, in their previous positions, and I was surprised that they started uh, uh, the label, but it's such an exciting uh, journey they're on. Uh, big names, very good company.
0: hmm Yeah. Abs- absolutely. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of weird, like, sharing a label with, like, Opav and Halloween and stuff. Yeah. How did you land on that? Well, um, originally we we had didn't really have any notions of even getting a label or anything. We just kind of like wanted to make an album that we enjoyed. But then we uh, finished mastering it and we like sent it to uh, our friends and like some people we know. And um, one of them was um, uh, his, his name is Thorsteinn Kau, and he's the organizer um, of Wakkan Metal Battle Iceland and uh, the annual like Icelandic trip to Wakkan. And he he's like in the business and and knows people. And he apparently sent it somewhere. And then Marcus from nuclear blast or atomic fire um, contacted us and asked if we want to chat and we were kind of like, uh, I mean, we just kind of like want to put it on. That sounds like a lot of work, just put it on Spotify. But then Thorsten was like, my guys, you are being ridiculous right now. Nobody gets this, gets this opportunity. Talk to the man. And, Yeah, and we did, and we're really happy that we did.
1: Yeah, I can imagine this is a chance. Uh, if you would have let this go,
0: uh, yeah. yeah, we we had no idea who Marcus from, like he works at Nuclear Blast. Cool, I guess, but yeah, he's a <laughs> big deal. <laughs> yeah, yes. <he is.
1: laughs> um, looking at uh, the future, uh, do you have any specific plans where you're going from here after this album?
0: I mean, we're gonna make another album, I guess. But, uh, we were, we've written a couple of songs. Uh, we're probably gonna start rehearsing them uh, in the new year. And uh, but nothing concrete, really. I mean, we're still kind of reeling and shocked from how how well this has done. So. Yeah. When
1: I was listening to this uh, this music, um, the first thing that came to mind was that this would be an awesome theme for uh, a tabletop game or something similar.
0: That's 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 a pretty good vibe, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think they would really work for you. Would that be something that you would consider in the future?
0: I mean, if somebody wants to license our music for a video game or a tabletop RPG, that'd be great. As far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Are you guys uh, gamers uh, by any chance? Yeah, I mean everybody plays video games these days, I guess. But I mean, we have all dabbled in like D and D and stuff. And um, I actually, I got really into Warhammer over the pandemic because I was locked at home with nothing to do. So painting tiny little guys was a great way of wasting time. But yeah, I mean, we were. I mean, none of us are really like. Hardcore gamers or anything like that, but we all—I mean, we all dabbled in D&D as I said, and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's that's where a lot of the inspiration, I think, comes from the lyrics and stuff like that. And I mean, the name—I mean, I think Athle was playing a paladin in the World of Warcraft. That was basically where the name came from. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I usually go for the orcs and the, the barbarians, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Do you have any last words for uh, your fans out there, our
0: viewers? Well, I'm—we're all just really flattered and, frankly, amazed and shocked that how many people have like enjoyed our like our first single and like the reception we've been getting is amazing. And we're all kind of in shock and just very thankful for for how it's going. And uh, I think, yeah. yeah, I hope people like the album. I really like it myself.
1: I do as well and I think you're off to an amazing start and I cannot wait to see what comes next. Thank you. Thank you very much for your
0: time and uh, metal on loud man. Thank you, have a nice day.